Hey, Travelpreneur, how are you? Nicole here. I hope you're doing well. So how is your spring going? Um, on our end, it's going great, actually. We've been loving uh, the warm weather and we're seeing even, you know, local travel, even domestic travel, just travel in and around or whether it's our neighborhood or a regional area here uh, in New England, it's starting to pick up. And of course, it's, you know, I know it's been picking up for you guys because I've read your messages, I've seen your posts, I've had conversations with you. Um, I've talked to you maybe in an inner circle group coaching or something like that. And um, you guys are, are saying that it's been picking up. So I'm really, really, really um, excited for you guys. And then there are folks who said, well, you know, it's starting to pick up. It looks like it's going to pick up. Or there are a few of you who are saying, well, not so much. Um, but, you know, those of you who it's not picking up for as much are, you know, most times the folks who are not really doing much marketing and you don't have a lot of, um, you don't have like a lead generation process out there, right? So, um, you know, it goes hand in hand sometimes. So what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is how do we now go about getting your next 100 leads, whether you are, um, you know, new to the industry, because many of you surprisingly have started your business over the past year, which is, by the way, what a time to start a travel business, right? So the past year and a half, even two years, you started your business. And then many of you have taken the time over the past year or so to kind of reevaluate and say, how can I do business differently? How can I show up differently? How can I use this opportunity to shake things up in my business and really be more authentic, really change the way I do business and really change the way that I generate leads. So those are some great conversations that I've been having. I'm not sure if you're, if you've been having the same conversations with your colleagues or you're just kind of mulling these things over in your head, but either way, I wanted to talk about this, right? Because it's been a tough year, like I've said, um, you know, and it's a difficult year to do a business with or without a leads generation uh, funnel or with or without a marketing plan. It's a very difficult year uh, to do business. And also a lot of marketing, especially, you know, the affordable ones have gone completely digital. And digital marketing is very scary to a lot of people. And many of you, even those of you who used to work in a storefront in an office have gone home base. And so how do you now start to attract uh, people to your business, right? Because if you're, um, you know, working from home, like many of us are, uh, your marketing or the the easiest marketing, the low hanging fruit marketing right now are digital, right? And so um, it's scary to some, like I said, and to those that is um, that is not so scary to you may still be missing a strategy. And so we're going to talk today about how to navigate some of those feelings and put some of these strategies in place in order to create a lead generation system because you and I both know that your lead generation system is the most important thing and that's what's going to get you to your next 100 leads your ne- whatever number you want to put on it your next 50 leads your next 5 leads your next 500 leads right because you know you and I know too that understanding how email works and understanding how DM works and understanding how digital marketing works is going to help us convert all the people who are in your audience, the, all the eyeballs that are looking at you and looking at your business, 
we're going to be able, once we understand how emails work and how DMs work, then we can convert um, some of these eyeballs <laughs> and some of the people in your audience into leads. Now, one thing that you have to understand is not is that a lead is not always I need to go here, here are my dates, right? So when I say leads, I don't mean someone specifically reaching out to you to say, um, I would like to go here, here are my dates, here's my credit card. While those are wonderful, we also need to understand that we need to sometimes foster connections and emails into leads. Someone may stumble upon uh, your newsletter. Someone may stumble upon your social media. They may stumble upon your Facebook ad and they may not necessarily have been thinking, oh, I definitely want to go on vacation. But when you start to foster these connections, when you start to be able to connect with people and maybe they're now inspired to travel and they see that not just not that they're not just that they're inspired, but me, now you're starting to say to them, hey, you know, I can solve a challenge that you have. I have answers to the questions that are keeping you up at night. Questions that may be stopping you from traveling now or in the future. So we need to be able to foster these connections and then turn them into leads because generating a lead out of what you have and who you know is your responsibility. So in order to do that though, we need to get clear on a couple things. First, we need to understand that it won't always be easy. You know that, I know that. This is more than just sending an email. It is more than just posting something on, on social media. It is more than just creating an ad to run. It takes some work. It, there needs to be strategy. And secondly, it is more than just putting something on automation. So now we're talking about your email sequences. Now we're talking about, again, Facebook ads. Now we're talking about um, your book a call with me link. It is more than just putting something on automation. While you want to set it and forget it because that is the heart or that should be the marketing heart of many businesses is to put automation in place where you can set it and it works behind the scenes for you, fantastic. But we have to remember that it still takes us being human even in a digital world to be able to connect with people. So where might you be right now? Maybe you do not need a big list of leads, right? Maybe you just need a quality list. So quality over quantity for you right now. Or maybe you're in a place where you know you need a lead generation system. Maybe you don't have one. Because there's a direct correlation, by the way, to the quality of your lead gen system and the growth of your business. And you may feel stuck. You may not have any of that. And you feel absolutely stuck and you're not sure where to go. Now, I know you're probably continuing to listen to this because you're saying, you know what, Nicole? Yes, one of those. Yes, that's speaking to me. That's me right there. And you're saying, you know what? Yeah, my leads are just not good quality, right? Uh, my lead generation system is not working. Or maybe you need your first ever email that's outside of your friends and family. Like you want an email on your email list that's not a friend, that's not a family, that is not a current client. You want strangers, um, you know, people who are your ideal clients to join your email list. Maybe whatever you're doing right now, it's not working. And then maybe it is all of the above. I get it 
right? So here are five things that I'm going to share with you now that's going to help to start to generate some leads in your business or as you go forward. But, you know, I will say this first and foremost, you might want to save this episode to come back to it because I don't want to overwhelm you. This is an overwhelm-free zone. So I'm going to share five things with you. And you know what? You can say, you know, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to run with that one. That one's important right now. It is priority. And if you can get all five in without feeling overwhelmed, more power to you. But I don't cope well with overwhelm and I banish it in the name of Jamaican Jesus, right? So I want you to not feel overwhelmed. Just pick one. And then once you've mastered that one, save this episode and come back to it and then master another one, right? So first things first, um, one thing that I need you to understand is that you need to understand your branding pillars. So what are branding pillars? Basically, branding pillars, some of the things that matter the most to you and to your ideal audience. So the natural fit, basically, is what we're talking about. And then you're going to reinforce and create content for these ideas. So a branding pillar could look something like uh, your reason for. Like, what is your reason for starting your business? What is the reason for your you saying, this is my niche? My niche is family. My niche are couples. My niche are solo travelers. My niche are recently divorced uh, people like what? Are, what's your reason for that? People like to see the reason behind something that you're doing, the passion for it, right? And then, what is the benefit for the ideal client? That is a part of your branding pillar. Also, too, another part of your branding pillar could be what is your process. What is your process? Meaning, if you are a destination wedding expert and you're booking a destination wedding. Um, what is your process for that? People like to know why you. I'm gonna, you know, call Nicole because Nicole's process is this, this, and that. And that's perfect for me because that is the way my mind works, or that is the way my fiance's mind works, or that is the way I like to do things. I feel great. I love, I love Nicole's process. I'm gonna call her, right? And then also to what are the benefits for the people who are involved? So when we think about all of these all of these pillars, we can start to say, okay, one thing that you can touch on to kind of cover some of this is what is your position in the industry? What problem do we solve? We talk about this a lot, that emailing a pretty picture, posting a pretty video, all of that is great, but we also have to remember that you are also in the business of solving a challenge, of taking away an obstacle, of removing all the obstacles out of the way so that someone can come to you to use your services. You are in the process or in the, in the business of solving a problem. That could, that's one branding pillar that you can start to think about. Another one is your vision. People love a good vision, like I mentioned to you before, a good passion, right? And that, by the way, can be adapted by your community. When you, st- when you start to create a community, start to create a tribe, when you have you know, a following of ideal clients and maybe you are seeing that in their responses in your, to your emails or maybe you have a Facebook group where you see a real community because they're engaged in, in, in that group, right? And they're engaging with you in that group, right? A lot of this can be adapted by your community. They like to be part of a movement. But in order to be part of a movement or in order to join a movement, your core message, your vision, has they have to know it, right? It, ha- it has to be visible. 
And your vision, by the way, your core message can, you can talk about it in the post and that, that, that you create in live video, in an email. It could also be your tagline if you, if you so choose. Basically, you're summing up what you do and who you do it for. Another branding pillar that you want to consider is your personality and your brand's personality. People should be able to connect with you and see themselves in your brand, right? I know sometimes there is that fear of um, you don't want to show a particular personality or you don't want your brand to have a specific personality because then, you know, like that's going to repel other folks and you don't want to lose that business. So you try to like be everything to everyone. But I'm going to say when you try to attract everyone, you really do not attract the type of people that you want to work with and the type of people that are going to be great for your brand and for your business. Another part of your branding pillar, another pillar is your tone of voice and your language, right? That ties into your personality a little bit. Commit to that. You have to be true and you have to be genuine because people can see through things, right? Um, Your brand expression, all of that should be in alignment. So the way you speak, your tone of voice, your brand personality, that should reflect in everything. For example, your website, right? So I think it was Jeff Bezos who said that, Um, or brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So no matter how hard you try to deflect a certain conversation, no matter how hard you try to speak a certain way because you're trying to attract a certain type of people, at some point people will see through that. So I say, you know what, just go all out, just be genuine, just be authentic because when you're not in the room, that's what people are going to talk about. There's not gonna be a disconnect um, in your brand if you're not showing up as your true self every single time. And the last part of your branding pillar that I want you to consider is your brand identity. And I always save this for last because I find that people often make the mistake of doing it first or talking about this first or creating this first. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about your logo, your fonts, images, filters, your color palettes, all of that, right? When you start to build a business, one of the first things you start to think about is the name, the logo, the colors, the website, all of that. I get it. I get it, right? Um, But a lot of times we spend so much time creating these things that we often overlook the foundation pieces. So here's the thing. Once you know what your brand personality is, uh, what your personality is, you've narrowed down on that, you've committed to that what your tone of voice and your language is, what your brand expression is going to be, uh, what your vision is, and what is your position in the industry? What problem do you solve? Once you know all of this, then it's gonna be easier to create your logo because then you're gonna be saying, okay, with all of this, what am I trying to express? What type of words am I going to use to invoke interest in my brand, my personality? What type of colors am I going to use based on everything I just made note of here, my personality, my tone of voice, my brand expression? What type of colors will invoke these types of feelings or emotions in people? And that's going to help you seamlessly to create your logo, your fonts, your images, all of that. All right. So that's one thing you want to consider when you're moving forward in creating a lead generation system. Another thing, this is number two now, is that, ladies and gentlemen, we all need to embrace calls to 
action. So many times I have seen um, you put something out there and it's either one of two things. It's like feast or famine, right? It's either there's an email with 17 different calls to action where you're talking about specific promotions or you're talking about specific trips or you're talking about something else and you're saying, hey, see my website here. Hey, follow me, follow me on Instagram here. Hey, join my Facebook group here. Hey, by the way, here's my blog here. There is feast or famine or I see the ones where you are afraid to go in for the ask. I get it, right? Do not be afraid to go in for the ask. We're sometimes shy, by the way, about putting ourselves out there. But when we start to understand relationship selling, then it's easier for our calls to action not to be so stiff, but yet to be so genuine and so authentic that it becomes easy for us to add it at the end of an email, at the end of a post, at the end of a live video, or the end of a, of a conversation. In order to do this, we need to start treating or list or audience or Facebook groups or social media like actual human beings. That's what relationship selling is. Give people a chance to get to know you and connect with you. Knowing, by the way, that each step should feel intimate, it should feel exclusive, and you can personalize when you can. And speaking about personalizing, if you get a chance, if and when you get a chance, if the opportunity presents itself, for example, in an Instagram DM or even in an email video, going above and beyond can be so helpful. So when you get a chance, send a video message, a response back. When you get a chance, send a voice message back. Those two things are going to help you to connect with people on a deeper level, right? And while you're embracing these calls to action, by the way, um, I want to know, you know, what I mean, it would be great if you have a book a call with me link, like, you know, Calendly, Acuity, um, you know, we're going to be done with the, you know, here's my email, you can email me here. Um, you know, you can use text messages, you can use DMs if you're comfortable with that. But more importantly, to automate the system and to have make people more comfortable, or to make, you know, to kind of decrease the barriers to getting to you, you might want to consider getting a calendar link or an acute link where someone can book a call with you and that Calendly or Acuity or whatever it is that you use um, can be connected to your digital calendar. And so it's just easy for people to immediately book a call with you instead of going back and forth. Okay, so that's number two. Number three is that we are going to create a clear and simple funnel. So what's the funnel? A funnel is a clear path that brings people through connection points with you. So if you imagine like an upside down triangle and at the top uh, is where you're actually connecting with people in the digital space, for example, right? Or at events, so bridal shows, um, you know, when those used to happen, I think they still happen. Some of them are still happening right now. Uh, Travel shows, consumer events, you know, um, home shows, car shows, boat shows, golf shows, whatever, um, and digital marketing. So social media, email, et cetera. So that's that's at the top of the funnel. And somewhere in the middle of the funnel is that you're taking people through the steps now 
of actually getting or uh, forming a deeper connection with you. So now they're on your email list. Now you're engaging with them. Now they're engaging back with you. Maybe they're booking a call. And then at the bottom of the funnel, so that is like the tip of the upside down triangle, is now at this point is where they're book, they've booked a consultation call or they are now your client. So the you definitely need a clear and simple funnel. So ask yourself, how am I bringing people down into my funnel? How am I connecting with people at the top? So you have that wide base at the top, that you know, that huge net. And then how am I bringing them down to that funnel? And this happens through touch points with them. So I want you to write down the process. So step one, step two, uh, here's what I have. Step two is I take them here. Step three is I take them here. Step four, et cetera, and so on and so on. Ultimately, you want to lead them to booking a consultation call with you. But I don't want you to stop there, right? Because what happens after the consultation call is can be its own funnel. So after you, you know they've consulted with you, what happens next? That could be a whole funnel in and of itself. So are you saying to yourself, am I going to send them a quick two-minute video so they can get to know me more? Maybe I can ask them a couple questions in this so that you know they can engage back with me. Uh, maybe you're sending them another email that's like, you know, five things they didn't know about you in an email. Like what is the next natural step and what does that look like for you? You can also send them a video talking about the natural steps. What are the next steps? So it could be, we've had a great consultation call. It was great talking to you. Here's what happens next. You know, next I am going to do this. And then next you're gonna hear from me by this. And then next, once you've sorted that out, you need to do this, right? That could be done beautifully in a video as well in order to create more connections. And if you're not comfortable with that, you can do that in an email. My point is that don't stop there. There needs to be a clear and simple funnel. We're not just gonna go about this business and leave it up to chance and just do it all willingly, right? Great. Number four, and you've heard me talk about this so many times, but I am going to continue to talk about it until we all get it. We have to create a lead magnet. So what is a lead magnet? A lead magnet is a piece of valuable information, no matter how it's delivered. It could be a PDF. It could be a video. It could be in the form of an email that you give to someone in exchange for their email address. I mean, long gone are the days where people just sign up for newsletters just to sign up for them. Remember 10, 15 years ago, it was like the big thing to do. Ooh, I want to get in that newsletter, right? No, it's no longer like that. I mean, email addresses right now are gold and real email addresses, meaning the ones, not the ones that people give you for their, um, you know, for their spam emails to come to, but like the real email addresses that they, that they check every single day, that's gold. And so people aren't giving that out too often. So in order to get that, you need to be able to give something of value to people. So I would love to know, do you have a lead magnet? Send me a DM uh, on Instagram at Nicole S. Barrett and let me know if you have a lead magnet. I would love to know. And if you have any questions about it too. When you're creating a lead magnet, I want you to think outside the box, okay? And once you've done that, one really good thing about a lead magnet is that a lead magnet is going to offer you a great opportunity to create additional pieces of content because you can take that lead magnet and break it down. Um, so let's say, for example, you have uh, five tips on something that's in your niche, five tips on destination wedding, five tips for wellness travel, whatever those five tips are, right? Um, you can take tip number one 
and you can do a live video with tip number one. You can create an email with tip number one. You can do a social media post with tip number one and say, hey, to get the rest of the tips, because there are four more or there are nine more, however more many more there are, to get the rest of this, click here to download this PDF or to watch this video. So you can use your lead magnet to create different pieces of content. All right, and here we go with number five. The fifth thing that you might wanna consider to get more leads as, start, as travel starts to open up. You want to create content that connects and engages. So whether that's daily, that's weekly, through a blog maybe, right? And if it is a blog, maybe you wanna get, get, you know, get guests on to guest post for you, or you wanna get on other people's uh, blogs where you can guest post there as well. Social media, maybe you wanna start a podcast, right? I know there are many travel agents, travel advisors in this space that are creating their podcasts. And I'm here for it, I am here for all of it, right? Create great content as well through email. Use video as much as possible. Ask yourself, where are people spending their time? What are people asking for? And create more content around that, right? What are your most frequently asked questions? What are people asking you? Turn those questions into a weekly content. So answer those questions in depth as best as you possibly can, and turn those into a weekly content. So that could be five emails, folks. So that's five emails. And if it's a weekly email, you've got five weeks covered. And if it is a bi-weekly email, you have 10 weeks covered, right? Also to what myths can you debunk? So what are the things that people are talking about in your niche that are just not true? Or maybe there are parts of it that true, but that, that there are parts of it that are true, but you want to add more information to it. So what myths can you debunk when you start to create content? And I'll give you a couple other tips. I know I said five, but I'll give you a couple other tips. One of them is that when you're creating all of this content, when you're thinking about your brand pillars, when you are thinking about your lead magnet, you're creating your clear and simple funnel, you can showcase this entire process with through social media, especially through your stories. And what this does is that it helps you to grow your list. You can use social media to grow your list. Remember that, by the way, one of the things that you wanna do is you wanna get people off social media and onto an email list. That is one of the first things that you should be thinking about, right? Use IG stories, use your feed, use this opportunity to build authority. And of course, like I said, have a call to action, right? Live videos especially are gonna help you to build connection. And it's also gonna tell people, hey, me, I'm approachable, I'm nice. You can slide into my DMs, right? Of course. And a final tip that I will share with you is that, you know, I mentioned uh, consumer shows and travel shows and bridal shows earlier, is don't rule out in-person events and networking. I know um, they're starting to make a comeback, right? I see you guys out there, some of you attending bridal shows or talking about it. They're starting to make a comeback. And I'm telling you, people are excited to meet up again, right? So don't rule out in-person events and networking to help you get your next 100 leads. And if you can't attend any of those, or if you're not comfortable doing that, or whatever the situation is, can you plan your own event? This can be in person or it can be virtual. You can start to say, hey, 
I have access to the, some people who are my ideal clients that are, you know, that's very conducive to my niche. I can probably run some ads. I know I can get some people together, whether it's 30 people or 300 people, that'd be great, right? Um, can you start to plan your own event? So start to think, I know this may not be relevant to a lot of you, but for those of you who it is relevant to and who, you know, I want to say to you, hey, you have permission, you know, to go ahead and plan your own event. Sounds good? All right, fantastic. Well, this has been lovely. Like I said, you don't have to take all five of these and run with it right away. Save this episode, come back to it. Take one, go master it. And find me over on Instagram at Nicole S. Barrett. Or if you're following the podcast at Hey Travelpreneur, either one, find me, send me a DM. Let me know what your thoughts are. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to go ahead and share it with a friend and leave us a review. With that being said, I heart all your faces. I will see you guys around. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.